But if you're super hippy dippy and you're a beach guy and you're like into spirituality, but if you meet someone, you fall in love with them and they're not spiritual at all, but they have the capacity, hmm. then that's more important than actually having it mm. is having capacity. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I'm your host, Leanna. I am your co-host, Jared. And we are excited to be back with an amazing episode today. Yes. So we just finished the interview with our special guests who are matchmakers. They run a boutique matchmaking service in New York City. And the interview was hilarious. Yes. And they have told us they will hopefully be back for part two. So this is part one of a who knows how long. I mean, matchmaking. <laughs> they were joking series. about parts four, five, and six. So <laughs> they were. That was them. That was not yeah. us. So anyway, uh, we are so excited to bring them on shortly. But we wanted to just kind of do our intro and talk about some some updates and what's going on. Yeah. So before we jump into that, really quickly, guys, make sure to. Go check out the Patreon account. Patreon is just a way that you guys can support the podcast. There's a couple tiers. There's the the one tier where it's just you basically, it's like um like a pledge. You're pledging $3 a month mm -hmm. to show your support for the podcast. It's less than a latte. Um, and then there's the $20 tier that includes bonus episodes. So you actually get something from that one. Mm -hmm. And there are four bonus episodes on there. They're all amazing. Yes, one of them includes the best story Leanna has ever told on the podcast. <laughs> I promise. I promise. That alone is is worth it. Yeah, so guys, if you are able to head over to www.patreon, patreon is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. And then remember that the new website is up too. Yes. www.helloandgoodbyepodcast.com and you can find everything there. You can find us on social media. You can find the Patreon account there. You can find us on YouTube. So it's all up there soon. And I know I've been teasing this for months, but I'm going to keep teasing it a little bit more. Within the next couple months, there may be some Hello and Goodbye merch. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. So um, if you are interested in merch, DM us, let us know what you want to see. Mm -hmm. Remember that we're new. <laughs> and we're, you know, I'm trying to, you know, um, get this thing on the road. So uh, be gracious with us. But yeah, I'm hoping to get some merch your way soon. No, that'd be so cool. Yeah. You'll be the first one to get something. Jared. Thank you. I won't make you pay for it. I want, I, I, whatever it is, I think there should be something with my face on it very large. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. There's Don't not even going to be my face. Like you guys aren't, you guys aren't going to get a hat with a picture of me. So don't, don't worry about that. Uh, there goes my merch dreams. <laughs> so anyway, um, let's talk about our week. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to go? You have a lot of stuff. I'm really excited. For I do. Have I have. Say. So this is what I wrote down for my notes. Feet, boundaries, listeners, messages. Re Patreon, we already covered that. And yeah. then rate and review. Oh, perfect. So we've got a lot to cover. Okay. But, but do you want to start with you first? Sure, I'll go quick. Okay. Um, other than the fact I told you I really injured myself yesterday. And it's yeah, really show hard. the video for those of you who are watching on the YouTube channel. I accidentally like cut a chunk of my finger just clean off. 
Yeah, you can see him bleeding in the video. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, so that's annoying. Uh, but um, I uh, wanted to tell you, I've gone out on a couple dates with somebody. And uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love how happy you are for me. <laughs> um, can you give a little more detail? Sure. So we, a, a little over a week ago, we Hinge had... or Bumble? Uh, Bumble, actually. After you uploaded your new pictures? We had matched before, Damn I it. think. Okay. Yeah, we matched before. But then you uploaded... But I uploaded, think the new pictures really sealed yeah, the deal. Yeah, and then she's like, okay, okay. She's maybe like, now I, I will meet you. Yeah, okay. Um, we, had a, we had a phone conversation a little over a week ago. Like, long conversation. Ended up talking for like... Like, maybe close to two hours or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Then we met up and did, like, a outdoor walk first date. And um, and then we spent a little time together this weekend, so... Have you guys made out yet? We have made out. <gasps> <laughs> it, oh, my gosh. I have so many more questions. So, well, you're going to be talking about boundaries later, but... So, something that... This is an example of like how good boundaries are really sexy. And I don't think she would mind me telling this story, but we had this long conversation. We went for this walk, we had a nice time. And then I was like, well, I wanna see you again. And she was like, me too. And then we were kind of like, we're like, I'm walking her to her car and we're kind of getting ready to part ways. And we're sort of talking about what that might look like. And she said something to me because I think I was like, well, because it's been so hot, it's like, well, do we have to find, you know, I was like, well, you know, like, I'd be comfortable if you wanted to, you know, like, come over or I go to you or whatever. And she was kind of like, she's like, I don't know if that's a great idea yet. And she, she did this thing that I couldn't stop thinking about afterwards and thought it was really cool. She was like, so I like this. And she sort of gestured to me and she was like, and I like this. And she pointed to my head. And then she was like, I just want to find out a little bit more about this before and she pointed to my heart like before Aww. we kind of like you know like do that yeah do that and <laughs> oh my god and it was like i thought it was really cool and you know it like hit me right in like the like oh this is a person who like cares about like heart and you know that feelings is and, like, and i love that i love the transparent vulnerability of yeah that. yeah very vulnerable yeah. And, and not only just, but direct vulnerability. Yeah. That, oh my gosh. I know. You guys, if, okay, this is the best plug to the YouTube video because I want you guys to go watch Jared. He just did that whole thing out. Um, that's so amazing. I'm so happy for your friend. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, so that's nice. I'm you'll have to give us an update. Does she know about the podcast? Yes. And thoughts? She actually just started listening today and like immediately texted me like that she really likes it and... and what episode did she yeah. start on? Uh, I think I recommend... She was like... I was like, start anywhere, you know, but I think I was like... I recommended the consent episodes. Yeah, that's your favorite Those ones. are my favorites. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I had... A, this was also... Uh, so one of my notes listener messages, I had another listener reach out to me mm -hmm. uh, this week who said that she... She had found us and then now she's backtracking and kind of catching up on the episodes. Yeah. And she just listened to episode 13, which is our episode about vulnerability. Yeah. And just the message was so sweet. I posted it on my Instagram account. Um, and just kind of just being like, thank you and Jared for being vulnerable. She said she cried, she laughed, and she was just like, thank you 
for all you do. And um, it was just really special. It's you guys, I can't. Those messages mean the world. Yes. Because this is this is so fun, and I love this, but it is a lot of work, and I, and it's something that I want to keep going. Yeah, and it's also and it's also vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, like even when I was just telling the story, now I'm like, you know, you worry about what people are going to think or what people, yeah. how people in your life might react or whatever. Yes. And so it's really vulnerable to put yourself out there, and I think you do that so bravely and awesomely, um, and it's. But it's scary. And like the other thing that's true is like, you know, why we appreciate listeners who support us in all these different ways and just even send in the quick DM or, or whatever. Um, because like we also get negative feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's some, you know, and, and a lot of that is like we get, you know, trolls and stuff like that. And like you get that much more than I do. Um, and like, if you're human, you can't help but like that sort of hurts your feelings a little bit. It sort of bums your day out a little bit and stuff like that. And so, um, so all the positive stuff is like yeah. so appreciated. And that's know? why we talk about the rating and the reviewing too, uh, because that's on my list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I most of the reviews are five star, and you know, you guys are so great and you are so thankful for the podcast and there's even a review i went to high school with her she was like listen i may not agree with liana on political views (laughs) she's like but this podcast is amazing and i really appreciate her and you know i realized that and it was funny about episode 13 too is that's the episode where i kind of i'm a little harsh on the people who are protesting about not wearing masks and you know when i did apologize in the following episode um because i Again, I've I've really evolved a lot through this podcast, mm-hmm. and I I don't want to necessarily just bash people. There are yes. always two sides to everything. Yep. And we talked about this last week, but you know, or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, please wear a mask. Yep. Um, but if you want to protest, and you're doing it safely and social distancing and outside, and it's something you believe in, go for it. Yep. You know, so. Anyway, that, so that made me feel good that she liked that episode because sometimes I wonder if I've scared people away with the intro of that episode. Um, yeah, it's a really beautiful conversation. It really after is. After the intro. So yeah. Give, yeah, if yeah, people haven't past, given it a shot, give, if, give it a shot. Yeah, if you have different political views than us, <laughs> you may... Well, first of all, we probably will be talking a little bit about the election yeah. in the next couple months. So just remember, you know, Jared and I are very liberal. Uh, we are not Trump supporters. And if you are, that's okay, you know, but we, this is my podcast and we are probably going to speak our mind to it and encourage people to vote, to vote period, but also to vote for someone who... Oh, man. I I don't even know how to get started. Can you you finish this for me in a a much more gracefully said way? I'm going to try. Okay. Okay. So I think that a we have our own views as individuals and it's and we try to be authentic and real on this podcast and i think that's what people appreciate Mm -hmm. so some of that will come through however this is not a political podcast we're not gonna you know like use it for that um but what is true about this podcast is it's about like love (laughs) and healthy relationships Vulnerability. And like, what's that? Vulnerability. Vulnerability, right? And like, and like being 
caring and decent towards others. Um, and so that is where this podcast lands, right? And and if, you know, and and I would hope that people in making their voting decisions, like that there's there's certainly like brain in that. You know, there's like, well, like what what does this mean for the economy or whatever? But also there's a lot of heart in that about like who are we as a people and as a nation and, and so and because this podcast is about what it's about, connections and vulnerability and authenticity and, and people being good to each other and caring about people outside of yourself and everything like that, that that's sort of where this podcast aligns. Mm-hmm. So yeah. did that did that yes. did I accomplish what you wanted me to? Yes. yes. I think that was well said. And yeah. And I also understand the conservative side because I grew up conservative. Absolutely. You know, so it's just, you know, I've swung so much to the other I know. <laughs> side. It's just hard. It's just, it's, it's hard. a hard topic. Yeah. But anyway, so back to the rating and the reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is in the middle of a commercial about rating and reviewing. I know. Yeah. Um, guys, please, just, you know, 20 seconds. I have hundreds of listens per episode. Yep. And there's 75 ratings. Oh, yeah. So can we, can we match that? Like, yeah. can we get the the 75 ratings into hundreds yep. um, and guys, not all the ratings are good. Yep. So if you really like the podcast and you um, want to support us, go to the podcast and click the five star. And you don't even, you don't have to review. If you don't want to review, you don't have to come up with something to say. You can just mm-hmm. click the five star and that leaves a rating and that helps us out. So that's through Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. not Spotify. Unfortunately, there's no way to review on Spotify. Yeah, so if, when you have it open on Apple, just sort of scroll down past the episodes that are listed and you'll see and you can just tap the stars right there and you can write and there's a little button that says write a review. Yeah. So just a few seconds. It That helps more people find the podcast. So like Apple will sort of suggest it more and mm-hmm. spotlight it yes. more and stuff like that. Yeah, so. let's get this podcast spotlighted. Yeah, like let's yeah. go. We want to be on, a, on, on the charts. Yeah. <laughs> And guys, we're going to give you a grade. So in a month, we're going to come back to you. <laughs> so we're at 74. In a month, I want to be at 200. That's good. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like you that you're manifesting positivity yeah. into the into the universe. Yeah. About okay. What, so that's going to happen. That ticks off three things on my on my list. Wait, so we got one, two, three. Three. Great. Were you, um, I'm so happy for you and the, the date. Thank you. Was there anything else you wanted to? No. Okay. I am gonna be giving Jared another haircut. Yes. Yeah. So People you'll will, I need that. You'll find out next week how that goes. <laughs> okay. So my feet. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Let's okay. Talk about feet. So in last, can we do a whole episode about feet? I think we should. Feet fetishes? Sure. Okay. Are no. You not. You're not a feet fetish person. Okay. Are you? So that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's already <laughs> laughing. Everyone's like, ah, uh, that's a yes. No, I so I don't. I've never done like weird stuff with feet, but I do notice women's feet, and if women have like attractive feet and like wear, have if they have nice feet and wear hot shoes and stuff like that, then that's like sexy. Oh, see, I have never been one of those women. I, I don't think you have bad feet. Oh well, I just don't paint them. I kind of anyway. That see, like that doesn't matter. You're, you're just they. You want them to look cute and in cute shoes. For shoes, I love I love how we took this weird diversion. Oh no! <laughs> so shoes are all about how it makes the foot look. 
So if the foot is like in a high heel where it's like kind of curved with the toes, that's yeah, high heels that's are sexy. sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But like so like some like some like some shoe no nos because the shoe might look nice, but it makes the like the woman's feet like look is like sometimes if it's like an open toe or a peep toe and the toes are all like scrunched together i'm like yeah. that's not a good look like yeah. don't don't do that you know what i'm well, saying well especially if the toes aren't polished yes well. and then also like sometimes people are wearing sometimes women wear heels and like their toes are sort of like hanging over the front you know <laughs> or like you know it's like a little too small and i'm like yeah that's not a great look either yeah okay but well, it's just one of the like do you have weird things that you notice on like men you know is there like because i know some some women like i don't know some women like adam's apples or whatever like there's weird things that you just like take stock of you know or some people like clothes is a big thing I, and i guess that's just a, that's just something i happen to yeah notice. i think it's kind of like i've kind of been into butts lately yeah like i've noticed men's butts more yeah, that's good. Including my boyfriend's. Yeah. Who has a great butt. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about your feet? Okay, so my feet. So was it... I think it was the My Story episode I talked about how for the first time I realized I need to be using a pumice stone on my foot. Yes. Okay. So... What happened is, so I was telling my mom this. So I'm pumice stoning. I got this nice pumice stone with like this soap and I've been soaping and pumice stoning my feet. And then my mom was like, oh, I have this special heel cream. So then I've been putting heel cream and putting the socks got over it. it. Because before your feet were like cracking. They were cracking. And it the was heels, painful. It was very painful. Okay. Yeah, and it didn't look great. And they weren't getting clean because it was so dry. Mm. So anyway, so then my mom, my mom is a really big garage sailor. Yes, she's amazing. And she comes home a week after I told her about my heel issues uh-huh. with a pack uh, for a foot, uh, like um, mask, like it's a okay. foot mask. Okay, yeah. and it's a box, and there was a package. And it said that there were supposed to be two packages in the box, but there was only one. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, the person used one. They're like, I don't want to use it again. So then yeah. they sold it at the garage sale. Yeah. So, so I... So I mean one foot? No, no, no. Each like pack, what pack has two feet. Yeah, so there Got were it. two, yeah. Yeah. So but what you do is you, you soak your feet and then you pumice stone them and then you open the bag and you put your foot in the bag and then uh-huh. you seal the bag and you have it on there for an hour. Yeah. Okay. So I did that. Uh huh. About three days later, my feet started peeling so bad. It looked like my entire foot was like a lizard with scales. Like that the lizard was like That's probably why the person didn't use the second one. Exactly! So, so basically, my it's better now. Like all the peeling went away, but I uh-huh. swear you guys, I don't know what the fuck was in that foot package, yeah. but it it took the entire top layer off of my foot. That's wild. The entire top layer. So then my mom was like, "Well, that's what people want for their faces." <laughs> I love your mom's still riding for the foot <laughs> for the foot mask. So the point of this, she's like, "Don't blame the mask." Uh, maybe I, it was. I just knew. I just know that you guys really wanted to know how my heels were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also. So that what, was a joke. I. No. Well. For I, I'm sure there's listeners who would take that seriously. That's true. Do you know that there's a website called WikiFeet? Like that's like fame. Like any woman who's like a little bit famous. What? They have like pictures of her feet. That's. Disgusting. I think men too, probably. That's, I think. 
I've actually have been, I've posted a couple feet, feet photos um, from yoga, like where I'm in a yoga pose and it has my feet, like I'm in a stretch or whatever. Uh -huh. And I have had multiple men DM me asking for money for more feet pictures. See there, see. Yeah. So you have nice feet. The the uh, people have spoken. Well, that was that was years ago. <laughs> so anyway, the point of the story is my feet are looking better. Yes. But also never buy a foot mask from a garage sale. Or just maybe health and beauty products in general? From garage from sales? From garage sale. I mean, sometimes, I mean, Redlands is really ritzy. Sometimes yeah, you can true. get you some really some nice, nice stuff. stuff. That's true. Yeah, it just kind of depends. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was just kind of my little funny thing. Okay. okay, last thing, boundaries. So I wanted to, I know in the last couple episodes, I didn't, or in the last episode, mm -hmm. in the V Fresh episode, which by the way, if you haven't listened to it, it's so great. Mm -hmm. I didn't talk a lot about Zach and I's relationship, but this week was a week of of really me really learning how to set boundaries. Mm. Um, you know, I had talked about feeling super secure in the relationship and that I was making sure I had time for friends and not mm -hmm. losing myself. And then I kind of felt like I lost myself a little bit. And yeah. we were just, we were spending a lot of time together, which is very normal. And you just, you kind of get caught up. And um, I definitely had some avoidance come out because mm. I, it's, you know, my coach and I um, agree together that I'm the disorganized attachment style, which is avoidant anxious. Mm -hmm. And I had some avoidance come out and there were other factors, um, hormones and depression. Um, mm. But through it, Zach and I worked through some things and he was by my side the whole time. Mm -hmm. He didn't take it personally. Mm -hmm. I communicated to him. We worked through things. And I just kind of said to him like, listen, I think I need a few days like to like to stay at home and to kind of focus on myself a little bit and I feel like I lost myself and he was like whatever you need and it was just it was very you know there was moments where I was crying and there was moments where I was frustrated with myself like why I was feeling this avoidance mm -hmm. and almost like kind of that feeling I tell you guys that I want to run you know because I knew I knew it wasn't because of my partner. I knew it was because of me. It was a protection thing. Yeah. And I was so frustrated that I was still fucking dealing with this after going through that program. Even though I know I know it wasn't like a two week, two month fix it. You're done with it. Yeah. Because now what's happening is I'm I'm still fighting it and I'm still going through it. So. Yep. Anyway, um, we yeah we worked through a lot. We had a great dinner, um, and really kind of almost reconnected on a deeper level that I was able to get past this. I had another coaching session with my coach, Dr. Morgan, where we talked about a lot of this and kind of why it came up. And, um, and it's been really hard, but it is now feeling better. That's so great. Yeah. So I just wanted to be, you know, I want to be vulnerable with you guys because 
I was so vulnerable with you before I was in a relationship mm-hmm. of how much I struggled with dating and you know this thing would end with this guy and I'd be in shambles and being in a relationship is hard too. Yeah. And it's not, you know, we post happy pictures on social media but it's being in a relationship is not rainbows and roses. Yep. And especially when you're with a partner who has a disorganized attachment style, poor Zach who thankfully is a very secure person mm-hmm. and who is tries to understand and be there for me and we can work through this together. And because I've done this program now, I have the awareness of why I start to feel these things that I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I just, you know, I, with as much you know, I want to respect Zach's privacy as well. And sure. I don't want our entire relationship to be on blast. But I want you guys to know, like, no relationship is perfect. Yep. We all struggle. Yep. And I'm going to have struggles in this relationship. My partner's going to have struggles with me. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have struggles in your next relationship. Yeah. And in your dating. And in singlehood. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I didn't want this podcast to just be like, okay, I did this dating program and I found a boyfriend and I'm I'm yeah like i'm good to go yeah and it's like no that's that's not life yeah you know yeah for sure and like what i relate to and what you're saying right is like um so in the addiction world right they say like relapse is part of recovery Mm -hmm. and and that's so true for anyone who's trying to confront old patterns of relating to other people or just old patterns in our in our lives where we're you know that we're trying to change to be healthier and happier and everything like that and and that's hard work and it takes time and there is backsliding and it's so easy when you have that backsliding to beat yourself up or to just go back to this really like depressed place of like I'm never going to get past this or what you know this kind of like hopeless place um and so it's so cool that you were able to sort of see that recognize that feel some of those feelings Mm -hmm. right be open with your partner and honest with your partner and that he was able to like hear that and like sort of like like hold you in that mm-hmm. like or just kind of like hold the relationship you know mm-hmm. like I think about that a lot like sometimes like in a hel- in a good relationship I feel like both people take turns like being solid mm-hmm. for the other one mm-hmm. you know or like hey I'm gonna be the like sort of solid secure one of like great take the time you need or whatever because then you know down the line i might be at a really messed up place and i'm going to need my partner to do that for me mm-hmm. you know and so yes. i think that's so i think that's so cool yeah 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 all right well i think that's it for the yes. intro um you guys this interview is amazing the sound is a little iffy yeah um, so I tried to edit it the best I could. There are some things that you might not hear all the way, and um, I apologize. I know the sound's kind of been off the last couple episodes. It's difficult doing the interviews remotely with what's available to my guests, what's not available, time, noise in the background and everything. So I, I appreciate you guys being understanding of that. And here we go, enjoy. Enjoy. All right, you guys. Well, Jared and I are so excited to announce our next guests on the podcast. They are the co-founders of Project Soulmate, which is a boutique matchmaking company based in New York City. Please welcome Lori Zaslow and Jen 
Zucker. And I guess I should have asked you guys how to pronounce your names. Did we pronounce it okay? So good. Perfect. Shocking. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We know that you're um, super busy and enjoying your summer months. Um, But we are excited to have you on because you guys are matchmakers and um, the, I'm sure you guys have heard of Indian Matchmaker, which is the show that is, you know, kind of taking over Netflix right now. And so it's kind of like um, a hot topic in, in the world right now. So we just kind of want to get to know you first, though. Where are you guys from? Have you been friends for a long time? How did you get started into this business together? Laura, you want to go? Yeah. I'm from White Plains, New York. Jen's from Great Neck, New York. But we met at sleepaway camp when we were actually about 10 and then reconnected when we were about 22. Yep. Wow. And then I was doing, yeah, I was doing real estate at the time and Lori was doing recruiting and we both always loved to set up our friends. And we're like, you know what? She was getting tired of her job. I was getting tired of mine. We're like, all right, why not? Let's set people up for a living. It's like, she was finding people jobs. I was finding people's houses. And, you know, the theme, three most important things is where you live, where you work, and who you love. So yeah. we decided to go that route. Oh, that's so cool. And that's how it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great. And it works out because we both have a lot of, you know, we're very different, but very similar. You know, I, I deal with a lot of the business end where even though we meet everybody together, and Lori's a, lo- a big networker, so we sort of, that's why it works for the two of us, and I would never do this alone anyway. It's never, it's much better when you do this with a friend. We'll be matchmaking other things, maybe. <laughs> 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 it's, it's very personal. It's very, uh, yeah, it's fun, but it's stressful. truly invested. You're, you're truly invested, so it's a, it's a tough business. Absolutely. So how do you become like a matchmaker? Like what were, you know, so like, what did you guys guys read a lot of books? Like, was it just, do you guys have the kind of this intuition? Like, how did you even? Well, it's funny. You should ask Liana because my mom, who is a Jewish mom was like, do you have a degree? How can you do it? If you don't have a degree, it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like a degree, like I mean, we both are college educated, but irrelevant to that. No, I don't know if we've read, I've never read any books on matchmaking. I've read plenty of spiritual books and connecting people, but I think I have the gift of having a savant memory. So anyone who knows me have kept in touch with every person in the whole world. I don't forget anything. And Jen and I both set up our only brothers with their wives. And that was like enough for at least my mom to be like, Oh my God, you don't need a degree. You don't need anything. You know, when you get grandkids as any sort of grandmother would tell you. So I think it was really instinctual. And like Jen had said, since our past is connecting people, it's not much different. It's just connecting different things. Right. So if I connected people to their jobs and she connected people to their homes, it's along the same lines. It was the natural progression in our career. Mm-hmm. Right, and just to clarify, you don't need a matchmaking degree to be a matchmaker. There's really no such thing. Mm-hmm. It's really all about, you know, 
knowing people and also being able to get a good sense of people and feeling getting that feeling of who what two people would be good together because it's not always about who shares the same exact interests or who you know there's a lot of things that go into it and I have to say a few of our marriages was because we just had a really good feeling Mm. You know, it's a gut feeling sometimes. And it's being the liaison because in this day and age, it's like a kid in a candy store. So you're dating. Are you guys single? <laughs> uh, yes. I, I'm uh, in a new relationship. Does everyone So a new relationship <laughs> means um, you're in a... Well, you don't know. That's exactly I'm, the point. Yeah. She should lose her degree if she had one. Just because you're both adorable, we don't know your sexual preferences. We don't know what you like, what you don't like. We don't know anything about your, you know, your code, your ethics, your values, right? Mm -hmm. This day and age, let's just add on someone's, you know, not only spiritual, but your political beliefs. I mean, holy shit, if you don't, there's too many layers. And now it's like you could have fallen in love and be quarantining in another state. We're in a world pandemic. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a business and someone retains us and wants X and we can't set that person up with X unless that person's interested in them. You know, it's like walking into a store and choosing what you want. You mm. can't, you know, it's not the same thing. Mm, so yeah. that being said, if we were doing this as a hobby, which would definitely not be my hobby at this point or a charity for that matter. It's well, if Lori up. was in charge of collecting money from people, it'd be a charity. Trust me. Oh, That's really? Funny. Oh, so you have a hard time with like charging people for the service? Lori does. No, I don't have a hard time charging at all. I have a hard time asking for money, which is two totally different things. Sure. Got like, it. I think yeah. we deserve more than we ask for. At the end of the day, it's a matter of, I don't know. It always becomes like weird when you connect with someone and we don't take people we don't connect with. So it's like a double edged sword, right? We wouldn't take them if we wouldn't date them. And then it's like, we like them. So then how do, at least me, I'm not good with transactions. I'm good at listening and learning about people and analyzing till I'm blue in the face, but I definitely have a really hard time asking for money. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, so you, you already hit on kind of one of my questions, which is that, you know, a lot of times people are like picking the wrong person and a lot of times the same type of wrong person over and over. And so how does your process deal with that? Like how much are you trying to give your clients like their full like checklist versus like pushing them to to, you know, try something that might be a little bit outside of their their usual or their set of preferences? Right. So I think that's, that's a perk of our service and it's our selling point actually, because we want to be able to provide dates for people that maybe it's not the person that they usually go for. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need them to trust us. If not, we can't work with them. You know, that's a big, big part of our business. They have to trust us that, that we know what we're doing. And if we set them up with somebody and they're not, the typical blonde hair, blue eyed, really skinny, you know, not so yeah. smart. You know, not everybody, everybody's looking for someone different. So for, for us, we want the flexibility to be able to put people in front of them. That is not exactly what they're always looking for. Mm. Mm. But we also have to really listen to people because remember it's, this is a transactional business, right? So yeah. if you come to us and you're so specific or, 
you know, you just had a bad experience with a woman who was a teacher and you can't stand teachers, you know, we can try to convince someone of something we think within reason, like someone who's like diehard loves blondes, you know, or loves brunettes. Sometimes you can be like, all right, be open maybe to someone who's, you know, something like that. But we can't convince a guy who wants his children to be tall and the woman is five feet and he really only wants to date someone five, six and above. I mean, that's not going to work. So, and then we're not listening to them and then they're not going to be happy. We had a client, um, Asian, and he only did, he grew up in a, you know, in a town where he just really didn't grow up with Asian people. And for him, he did not want to only wanted to date Caucasian blondes. He wanted the girl next door, similar to you, Liana. But the point <laughs> is, his reasoning was he didn't have experience, and his ex-wife was also that right, way. Exactly. It was mm. but also. It's like he doesn't want to feel like maybe he's dating like his sister, right? Mm. But he wasn't a hundred percent because he got married young and was doing the dating thing, and you know, was back in the dating pool. And the more we spoke to him about it, the more he was open to it. And the woman he's now married to through us said the exact same thing. She was like, I didn't grow up with a lot of Asian people. I really am not attracted to them. And I said, so funny. You said all the same things, same personality, same life goals, same timetable for when they want to have kids. We're like, ah, just go out, get a drink. Anyway, they're very happily married and have a child. But Mm. when someone has a visceral reaction, we don't push them. But when someone is open and wants to learn more and wants to evolve and says, well, what do you think guys? We know when we can and when we can't just like anyone who's has any EQ, you know, you want to hear what people say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what are, so I'm just curious since you brought this up, what are some of the like red flags when you're meeting with a potential client where you're like, ah, uh, you know, either this person, doesn't seem like they're really ready to be serious in dating, or this is just not someone that we feel like we could work well with. So implying us taking them on as a client where there's a paid transaction or someone free in our database. Oh, good question. Uh So what's the difference? Well, we make money because one party retains us and we Mm -hmm. work for that specific person. And then everyone we set up that person with, is free in our database. So we're not setting up two paying clients because then who is, who do we have, you know, best interest in mind. Yep. So that right. being said, we would not take a client if we felt there were red flags. If the person's like, I'm on seeking an arrangement every day and using prostitutes and, you know, have sexually transmitted. I mean, you know, we're intelligent people. We've been in this business for 13 years And there's just so much insurance you can have for a business to protect yourself. So we're helping people get into relationships. We're not selling marriage since most don't last. And we are not selling people on unrealistic expectations. So let's take a woman. She pays us. She's 5'2", only wants a specific religion, only a specific look, only a specific height, you know, must make X amount of money, zero flexibility no, thank you. Good freaking luck. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. In life, you can find those people on your own, but the pressure as a business, Jennifer and I are not going to deal with that and stress about that and have zero flexibility because then we can't help them. And then we're liable to let someone down. And that's not our business. Let's say we have a male client and we meet a woman for, her, for 
her database. And she, from the beginning, is like, I need someone that makes minimum of $2 million, flies in a jet, and is going to give me a few houses all around the world. Like Because we already know that she's obviously looking for one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's one main thing with our clients. We are not selling. We're not basically promoting that they are super wealthy or anything. They like, might not be. And right. also, it doesn't matter. That person could be beyond wealthy as well. But that's not our business model. We're looking for healthy, high-functioning, mentally sane folk <laughs> that are looking for real, lasting, monogamous relationships. That's our business model. I think most people are not looking for that. Um mm-hmm. You know, it's the truth, of course. It's unnatural, else if it was natural, then most marriages would last. Most relationships, I think the infidelity rate's probably 90%. So, you know, people, I think, we're not birds. My son said that when, when he was really young, he's 16, but he's like, the only animals that are monogamous are birds. I guess he told me this as a matter of talking about some tests he had. And I was like, oh my God, that's genius. So being in relationships is hard and we only want to work with people who are looking for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So c- can you just to break it down a little bit more for, for Jared and me, and then for my listeners, what is the typical age? Um, how do they, f- did they find you? Do you guys look for them? Like how does it necessarily work with people getting in contact with you? And are you only in New York? Like do you only work with people in New York? Well, we've been very fortunate that in our 13 years, we have gotten referred a lot like word of mouth Mm. um, because, you know, people get good service. They refer their friends. And um, we also do do, you know, a bunch on social media. We do, you know, speaking engagements. We do things on, you know, the networks and, you know, we do get exposure that way. And how else would you say we find people? I think happy people is the best way. But no matter what things you do, whether like you said, you saw us in social media or if we were on the Today Show or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we're looking for whoever the client is. So if someone's like, I love animals, it's the most important thing. Pre-COVID, I'll just say that those words, we might go to a function for people that love animals. Like the ASPCA might have a, a gala. gala. Or we'd send people, we recruit people. We will want to meet you, really feel your energy. It's not going to be a work from home type of business. We can't really see you. We can't feel your energy. It's This is screwing our thing up. All these other people that can work from home, have at it. Good luck. Our type of business, it doesn't work that way. So the point mm-hmm. is we have to meet everyone. So how they come referred matters. And that was the first thing I asked you, like, hey, who referred us to you? Mm-hmm. You know, we always want to know. And that's the best, it's really word of mouth, really old school. And I feel people. like there's always a, what, six degrees of separation at the end of the day when someone gets referred to us or we just find them, you know, on Facebook, but somebody ends up knowing somebody, you know? Yeah. Did we answer all of your questions? I think there was a few questions in one. So, what, uh, yes, sorry. Um, what is the age range that you typically work with? Oh, we can. We've had clients, paying clients that were twenty-five, and actually, he got married. Like, he got married. There was a twenty-seven-year-old that got married. Like, we. But I would say typically, our average age is mid thirties to like early fifties. 
Okay. I think that is pretty much paying client wise. That's usually who we work with. Okay. And then are they, is everyone that you work with in New York? No, we actually are based out of New York. Oh, but we do work with people reach out to us from outside of New York. And one, they're either open to women in New York or the tri-state area. And they happen to travel here a lot. Or if they, let's say live in Chicago and we would basically, if it's somebody that we felt we had a connection with and they might be looking for a girl that's open to relocate, that's another option. We find New York girls that are open to relocate or we work, if they like us enough, what we do is we also have matchmakers that we are very friendly with all over the country. So we reach out to them and we work together with them. So it's like they're getting two matchmakers. We match ourselves with another matchmaker. No, exactly. No, we, we work with every other matchmaker or the ones that we like get along with. And not everyone has everyone. So it would be sort of ignorant. Sorry about the dogs. All right. It's okay. No worries. So, just, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, you know, and, and you've touched on this a little bit, but you know, a big part of the process, it seems like, you know, just from, you know, you guys' website and other things like that is, you know, you're, it's, it's almost really like a coaching process too, in terms of like how, how to help the person put their best foot forward, either in person or even online profile wise, and then, and kind of navigating that. So, so how do you all do that sort of coaching people to help them be more successful with the matches that you do set them up with? I think first we ask them about the matches they're dating on their own. And then we obviously make it really clear, like the obvious things we would hope at this stage, if someone's like working with us, that like, it should be common sense, not to drink too much, not to say crazy shit on a first date. Nobody cares about your ex-boyfriend, your ex-husband, your ex-girlfriend. No one really cares. And do not talk about politics. Oh yeah. (laughs) I think we, we let people know the high level importance. We give them the rundown of, we would hope they'd know, but I guess most don't or some don't, but we give them the high level data points of what's super important to stay away from on a first date, short and sweet date should not be more than an hour, an hour and a half on a first date, especially if it's amazing because you know, there's no reason. There's really not like end on a high note. Hopefully the person our client asks the person out again if they're interested right there on the first date, keep the momentum going. And that's really what we tell people, but we expect honest feedback. I mean, through the years, people have told us such different things. It's just so interesting. Like someone will say the person was late, didn't come on time or got there the same time as me. I came from further then had to wash their hands. I'm like, well, you didn't mention Obviously, it's COVID, so you have to wash your hands. And the person couldn't get a cab and took a freaking city bike. So it's like you hear so many different things that mm. we're the liaison to try to coach people like, that's okay that they were, you know, we, we try to make people realize that, look at it from a different standpoint. They were trying to get there on time. There were no cabs. Trying to be a little flexible. And also, mm-hmm. I always say, listen to Chris Rock. Chris Rock said... Your first date, what, is, what was the name? I'm like lost. What is it? Um, Hold on. You're dating the person's representative, yeah, not yourself. Exactly. So, like give someone some slack, you know, first date. Not everyone's like super extroverted and out of the gate. So comfortable. And everyone's nervous, men and women. 
Did we answer all those questions? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sure that we get I, everything. I want to just, I'm just confused. So this is just for me, really. Okay, I'm confused about how you have the paying clientele and then you have all of these people in the database. So if you okay. match your paying clientele with someone that's in your database, does the person in the database then have to pay you because you're matching them? Or how do you get, how do you yeah, just have of course. people in your database? Basically, if we did that, so the whole idea is when we take on paying clients, we are basically telling them that whoever we find, we are searching for them just for you. If we also charge the other side, what are the, what if they said, no, I'm not paying. Are we not going to set them up? Then we're not really working for the paying client. Right. So that's why we really right. only have one side paying us and the other side not paying us because we're working for the paying client. Right. And then the database, you said you guys go out and look for those people. Yes, we go out, we have recruiters, we have people working online for us. We have a lot of different angles that we approach. We have people forwarding us, single people all the time, and we reach out to them and we set up a time. And these days, unfortunately, we're meeting them virtually unless they're open to, especially if they're outside of New York City. But if we're in the city, we're starting now feeling more comfortable meeting them at an outdoor coffee shop mm -hmm. and being able to meet in person because it's like, as Lori said earlier, it's really important to get that in-person feeling. And that's what our paid clients are paying for is mm -hmm. for us to screen and vet everybody that they go out with. So they're not wasting their time. Right. Thank you for clarifying that. That makes so much more sense to me. So, okay, so- You guys uh, are really cute together. I know you're dating someone, Leanna, but you guys are like, just have a cute vibe. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> we, we've been friends for that'll be, that'll six be part, years now. Guys, uh, that'll be part four and part five, okay? Are you even the same age? I'm, I'm what, seven years <laughs> older than you? We can't enter this. Older than you? I don't um, know. No, so- I, mean, I wouldn't have guessed that. So I was married for eight and a half years. I'm, tw I'm 33. We became friends during my marriage. We've been friends for seven years now. I guess so, yeah. And he's, we've both just kind of been in and out of relationships and dating people. And we've just always been super platonic. It's hard to tell like age. It's hard to tell vibe. It's, it's hard to tell a lot over this, but that's nice. It's nice that you are, do you have children or no? Uh, no, I have a dog. Yeah. Okay, if we end up doing part four, five, or six of this, can we start talking about you guys, one of them, please? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, um, okay, but so last last question for our part one. We're excited to kind of dig a little deeper with, with both of you on a part two. But And you just sort of brought it up. And, Lori, I, I think you've talked about it a few times, you know, the importance of someone's energy and their vibe and like I'm super like kind of hippie spiritual so you're like right up my alley when you're talking about that and so like when you are like what is the important thing to match people on like is it like oh you both like tennis or are you are you doing are you matching them on something a little bit deeper does that make sense so this is such a loaded question because I feel like if we had like carte blanche like to match people how we want mm-hmm it would be a totally different gig. Remember, we are really told people actually say shit like that. Like I need to ski and play tennis. I need someone who is going to work out like me 
it's like, okay, so then the answer is, unfortunately, yes. Where I've learned in my 13 years in this business and my own personal life and relationships and just watching and collecting data, the truth is like in certain areas, you have to be really opposite. So if someone's super active and someone's not, that's not a good area to be opposite, okay? Mm -hmm. Just it's not. But if someone needs something someone else doesn't need, I mean, look, at the end of the day, someone's ethic code has to be the same, right? So if someone's like a solid person and really cares about other people and always puts people first, it's going to be hard to date someone that's completely selfish and narcissistic, though that really attracts, by the way. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. the easy subject because givers attract takers, takers attract givers. But if you're super hippy-dippy and you're a beach guy and you're like into spirituality, but if you meet someone, you fall in love with them and they're not spiritual at all, but they have the capacity, hmm. then that's more important than actually having it hmm. is having capacity. Like, hmm. This is not about Jen and I's personal thing, but like if you ask Jen and I just our work dynamic and y'all work together too, like I become so much better at things I wasn't good at seeing because of Jen who was good at it. And I've learned from watching her. She's mirrored certain behaviors, something as little as just like, you know, being tougher with clients, stop talking to people so much Then we don't have value, Lori. Like now they just took all your advice, idiot. And they're, they just found people. I don't call her an idiot. <laughs> she might as fucking well. And then I've said to her about Jen, just be giving. Like I enjoy, I don't, I give and give and give because I enjoy it. And then she'll see the ripple effect of it. And it's authentic. Like so-and-so that I set up pro bono, um, just refer to us to paying clients like, ah, oh. or like with kids stuff. I'm like, get your goddamn kids teacher a nice gift. Like they're killing themselves for these fuckers, like stupid shit that she might not have ever thought of. I think good relationships, you really have to learn from one another. So if you're the exact same person and you both love the exact same things and you can't really learn, right? Unless, you know, listen, if I've noticed like if someone's, in a world traveler growing up, that's all they did with their family, and that's all they do now. And there's a per the other person. They can now. <laughs> the other person has never even left the country, and there are people like that. They just have never traveled. The only place they like to go is to the Caribbean, let's say, if they were going to go anywhere. That's going to be a tough setup, mm -hmm. you know, because that's actually something really, really important that we've noticed is could be a deal breaker. So there are things that are deal breakers and there's things that are not. But I think as long as you're adventurous and spontaneous, then you could be with somebody that doesn't necessarily have the same hobbies as you because you go learn from the other person. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, I know that you guys have to go and I could, Jared and I could probably sit and talk with you guys for hours, um, but we so appreciate your time. We hope you'll come back on for a part two um, before you it. go. Please tell my listeners, where can they find you? Because I do have listeners in New York and in Chicago. So where can we find you? Oh, they can go to www.projectsoulmate.com. Okay. And they can inquire there. They can call us too. We literally have love in our number. We'll give you yeah. You yeah. Are, oh, this is like so old school. Like call us like a 1-900. Wait, can they just text you? I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. They can text, text us here. 212-398-5683. 
and 5683 is love. Jen got us that number. Can you imagine? 212-398-LOVE. 5683. But anytime you guys want to refresher. And we're not just, I just use Chicago as an example. We can work with anybody. Okay. Okay. We know, we know people everywhere, basically. Okay, because so. we're based in California, so we have a lot of California listeners. Where in Cali are you? We are close to LA. Oh, okay. Are the fires okay there? Yeah. I mean, we, we've... Yeah, we're we okay. got a little... There's been some that have been fairly close to us, but, but for the most part, our immediate area is okay. Yeah. Oh, stay safe. Yeah, well, thank nice you. you guys have each other. Oh, <laughs> Don't worry, okay? Right. We get it. <laughs> if not, you could do the like have a baby together if you even oh want kids. Oh my god, she started like, dating someone now. The poor guy's gonna leave her. I forgot about that. She said new relationship. The word new means maybe. That just means maybe. New means maybe. And I don't even know what that means. Does that mean monogamous relationship? Please. I'm a matchmaker and don't even fucking buy this shit anymore. Sorry, girlfriend. All right, you guys are awesome. You know, at least you will be laughing with us. We are yeah. pretty uh, funny. Yeah, because yes. we don't really try, but we are. So, filter-free love. You guys are amazing. We'll we'll talk to you next time. Okay, amazing. Bye, okay. everyone. Stay Bye. safe. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Bye. Don't give up on love, even through COVID. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So we just finished recording with Lori and Jen. Yeah, they were fun. Lori and Jen, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you guys are enjoying your summer and your vacation. And um, you're absolutely hilarious. Yes. Don't worry about anything. I'm sure my boyfriend won't leave me. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, guys, make sure to follow them. They are also on Instagram at Project Soulmate. And then remember their uh, website is www.projectsoulmate.com. But um, for our listeners, you guys, Jared and I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that interview and kind of some questions that they answered and kind of our thoughts on that as well. Yeah. So do you want to, why don't you go first? So, well, actually first, so my my first reaction is I loved how sort of honest they were about like the business of matchmaking, you know? And like, and I think especially like when I think of, I have close friends of mine who are like professional career oriented people who are very successful, who live in New York, you know, they don't have time to be like, let me spend like a half an hour like replying like messaging people on Bumble. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. it makes sense. Like it's a real it's a real important like service to offer of like we're going to get to know you. We're going to listen to what you like and then we'll do some of that work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, of like we'll find people that we've vetted to an extent and and that we really believe will work for you. So it's not just kind of like luck of the draw like it is on you know, an mm-hmm. app or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was cool that they were honest in that. Honestly, way. like I would, like I love them. <laughs> 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 I feel like they're my soulmates. <laughs> yeah, I just I I like you. Like I really liked. They're just like you don't need a fucking degree to be yeah. a matchmaker. Yeah. You know, and and I think there's a lot of matchmakers out there, or people just kind of in that consultant business 
that are like, well, I'm the best because it's been yes. it's been in my family for generations after yes. generations, and we just have it. And, and it's like, listen, like if you have a good discernment, um, like they said, like they sell houses to people, they sold they were corporate recruiters, yeah, so like recruiters. matching people with jobs. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's it, it's just like you don't have to go to school to be a matchmaker. Well, and yeah, like I found the same thing refreshing, which was that. Um, like, there were they like they were like they're very like I love like you know they're, they're such like New Yorkers because yes. they're just like no bullshit yes and they're, and they're like we're not going to tell you like we have a, a twenty five point matching system like we have a super secret algorithm or whatever they're like no like we we you know we have really good criteria we know what we're doing we've been successful but like and it's based on feeling yeah which I personally love because I that's how I date like I mm-hmm. have canceled dates because I've just had this gut feeling and I'm like no or I've gone on a date and then gone home and been like well you know this is nice this is nice but I have this feeling and so then it's been a no for me so yeah I really love that um let's talk about the you and me thing for a second okay <laughs> Okay, so because this is actually, I've had a few listeners also reach out. Mm-hmm. That's like, and friends. Yeah. And actually, you and I have talked about this a lot. Yep. Jared and I get this all the time. Why aren't you guys together? Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are perfect for each other, all this. And, you know, obviously, Jen and Lori, um, they're seeing us through virtual and they're matchmakers. So this is yeah. all, they're all, it's always in their mind, right? Yeah, true. And yeah. we work well together, yeah. right? So there's that. You have to have podcast chemistry. That's true, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we just, Jared and I are just, we will never be more than friends. Yeah. We're just- And it's it's, like, it's funny because I feel like we're both very solid in that and comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people aren't. And it's funny because if if Jed and Lori want to really break it down with us, like one of the, one of my first questions would be like, well, do you believe that like, a heterosexual man and a heterosexual woman like can have a platonic relate you know like a, a a close relationship that is not romantic or not sexual mm-hmm. and it's it, it's interesting because i think a lot of men particularly like my age and older like you know some of those traditional views of like men and women and masculinity and stuff like like are like no way like there's no way a guy can be friends with a girl who's good looking and like not actually trying to sleep with her or whatever um but like i've always had close women friends like and i don't know i definitely think it's not i think it's hard to have heterosexual platonic relationships Mm -hmm. i think it's hard to be friends with your ex However, there's always going to be the exceptions and all of that. That's true. Yeah. Right? So I I personally don't think being with friends with your ex is a great idea, but you have tons of exes who are your friends. Yeah. I have zero exes who are my <laughs> friends. Well, you, you know, only have like two exes in the world. Okay. But so. I mean, I have like quote unquote exes. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it's Jared and I, we just, we have, we have a chemistry we have talked about we're kind of soulmates, but in like a friendship, yeah, brother, we, sister way. We, yeah, we so like we love and care about each other, and I think we both like. Yeah, I think it's just it's very it's it it feels just very solid to me. And now like I don't know, it's been interesting. Like especially as our relationship has evolved, you know, your family has been amazing in like taking me in. You know, mm-hmm. and like. I feel like they're, um, 
trying to think if there have been times or like you know it's certainly like it would be totally like not strange at all for like you and your significant other like like for like your family to invite me over for a holiday or something like that and like you're there with your significant other and I'm there with my significant absolutely. other absolutely like that would be yes like comfortable yes. you know like that would be great yeah yes but it's hard because like I mean I don't know if it's I mean it's showed up I, I think people in the past have been wary about it, like that I've dated, you mm-hmm. know, that are like, oh, well, you're friends with this girl who's really pretty and you two like are close. But I, I'm always like, look, like you can trust me, you know, and also like Leanna's a good person and you should meet her and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and my current partner, Zach, has been super cool about it. And yeah. he's he's been like. Hey, listen, like, I want to make sure that you still have your time with Jared. Like, I don't want to just, you know, you guys have your bachelor Monday nights. Like, I don't have to join that. Like, if you need that time, you know, and so it just, it is, I can see like how it would be hard though. Like Mm -hmm. if I were the girlfriend of a guy who had a really close girlfriend, Mm -hmm. that would be hard. Absolutely. However, If they saw that dynamic between me, <laughs> I would hope that that would be like squashed that yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, you know, and we talked about this in episode five more than friends question mm-hmm. mark. But Jared and I, we've never held hands. Yeah. We've side hugged. I mean, we. I mean, every now and then we have like a nice good hug. Yeah. But like we're not touchy feely. No, I guess yeah. You I know, and there's true, a yeah. lot of male female friendships that are kind of touchy feely. Yeah. You and I have never been there. We've never gone there. We've never kissed. We've never yeah. hooked up. Nothing. Yeah. So that and that's the way that it's going to be because we want to be in each other's lives. Yes. And yeah, well, like we that's both the know right that direction. like this works. Like yes. and we really care about each other and we both really like our friendship. And I think we both feel like if we tried to date, yeah. You know, like, and it's just, like, kind of like, no, like, this is what that is. It would be, like, forcing, trying to force something to be something it's not, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, our connection. And, like, I'm actually profoundly grateful because now you have this awesome podcast and I'm a part of it. And it's so cool to sort of be, I, I don't think, like... I'm a I'm a supporting player, but I'm going to use the word partner here. But it's definitely not yeah, like no. a fifty fifty. But to be like your partner in a creative endeavor, mm-hmm. like yeah, like this is awesome, and like would have been impossible if we like decided to try to like hook up or date. Absolutely, or something like that, right? and I yeah. also feel like you and I have gotten closer since starting it. Yeah, I like that's it, true. we spend more time together. Yep. We it it forces us to talk with each other once a week mm-hmm. and kind of hang out and um you know we've had a couple bumps in the road like I would got mad at you a few times. I was I see I wanted to talk about that with them and maybe we can like tease this for part 2 because okay. Yeah, cuz I mean I think like when we started this podcast like we had to have some like conversations about mm-hmm. like what can we expect? Like, what what should you expect from me? Mm-hmm. Like, what should I be expecting well, from you? Well, and I want the listeners to know that I did ask you if you wanted to go half and half. Like, if you wanted to invest and be That's co-host That's on true. the podcast. Yeah. And you said, no, this is your idea, your part podcast. I'll just be there when you need me. Yeah. And so you did. I mean, I did ask you. So That's this fair. wasn't yeah. like... 
This wasn't like, hey, Jared, I'm doing this podcast and it's all about me and <laughs> I get to make the decision. No, I, like, I wasn't trying to imply no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah, I yeah. want listeners to know that of because I know that, I know that I can come off as kind of arrogant sometimes. <laughs> but um, no, I, di- I was totally open to us mm-hmm. going in as co-hosts and yeah. maybe, who knows, maybe down the line you'll, you know, decide you want to do that. But I think this fits for us right now yes. because... I am naturally, we're both naturally leaders, uh-huh. um, but I think you're good with knowing when to step down from when I need to take over. I I, 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 I try to be. I'm glad that you think that. <laughs> I was wondering that in the interview as I was like, oh, am I monopolizing? Am I talking too much? Or? No, no, yeah. I don't think so. No, I appreciate, I'm glad I had you on the interview. Um, yeah, so anyway, we've had some bumps in the road and I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it later on down the line. But yeah. I think the dynamic works. Our friendship is great. We've gotten closer, and this is a really good place for us to be in. And I'm really happy with my current partner. Mm-hmm. And I mean, whatever relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or a business relationship, every relationship you have to work hard at. And that was just to kind of like, I guess, sum this all up and pull it full yeah. circle is Lori and Jen were saying like, we don't take people on who are like, I want this amount of money and I want this. Like, do you want to be there to work on a relationship or don't you? And mm-hmm. if you know what it takes to be in a relationship and put the effort in, then yeah, we'll take you as our client. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, and they also talked about like that working on their working relationship, mm-hmm. right? And like that was actually, I think the coolest thing is when they sort of use as as an example of like in a healthy relationship, like you don't want to be the same. You want to, you, you need to have some things, you know, some of those really solid foundational kind of commonalities. And I think what Lori was saying was like, you know, more around like ethics and values, um, you know, than around like, do we like the same football team or something, right? Um, but then you also want someone who compliments you. Mm-hmm. Like I and and I I value that in every relationship I have in my life, romantic and non-romantic, is like people who think different than me, people who come from different cultures than me, mm-hmm. people who have like something a different perspective. And I'm like, oh wow, like it never would have like that never would have occurred to me. And that's the most exciting mm-hmm. thing. And I I thought that was really cool. And the way they talked about how they learn from each other in business, mm-hmm. you know, because they have different complementary skill sets and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, you guys. Well, this was really fun. Yeah. And I am so hoping that Lori and Jen join us for uh, Matchmakers Part 2. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And Oh, uh, maybe hit up their social... If you're like a Hello and Goodbye <gasps> fan. Great idea. Hit them up at Project Soulmate on At Instagram. Project Soulmate on Instagram. DM them, tell them you listen to this episode and you want a part like, two. We want more. ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. Um, yeah, guys, and then make sure to follow us. Support us yep. at Hello and Goodbye Podcast, at underscore Lana Joan, at The Real Jared Rodriguez. My Patreon account is www.patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. Twitter, hello underscore by underscore pod. We have a YouTube channel that's I'm working on it. (laughs) Hello and goodbye podcast. And um, yeah, guys, stay tuned and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.